welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. I'm Cheyenne. And I'm Gina. And class is now in session. We have another guest with us today. Can you introduce yourself to everyone? Hi, um, I'm Aiden Arata. I am a bi-Gemini writer from Los Angeles, and I'm stoked to be here. Thank you for having me. I feel like you don't need to say all three. Like, we get it. You're bi, (laughs) (laughs) and you're a writer. (laughs) Just Gemini. Yeah, just Gemini. It it tells the whole story. It gets the whole picture. (laughs) Yeah. So can you tell us um, a little bit about your queer journey and how you came to realize you were bi or came to that identifier or, you know, just- yeah. Tell us your life story. Tell us. Okay, let's see. So I was born in, um, no, I don't know. It's kind of funny because I feel like I have spent, like, I spent most of my, like, late teens, early 20s, like, I don't know. It feels so antiquated now. Like, I think I kind of did the thing where, like, I was like, oh, no, like, I'm a straight girl and I go on dates with girls and hook up with them. (laughs) And, you know, that feeling, that really strong feeling that I have for my friend is jealousy, like, Mm -hmm. and not, like, desire or attraction or, like, just, like, kind of not being able to, like, read the scenes. I don't know, like, in middle school, my best friend and I would watch Lord of the Rings together um, and, like, every weekend and we would fast forward to just the Pippin and Mary parts and we, like, had a whole I don't know what parts those are. Okay, so they're, like, they're, like, C-tier. They do not go to battle. They do not, like, do, they're literally just, like, two hobbits who hang out together and engage in foibles. They're, like, the comic relief and we sort of constructed this entire, like, homoerotic, like, fanfic narrative around, like, just Mm -hmm. those parts. I love that. And we would, like, hold hands and talk about what they do and, like, and, like, write each other, like, emails as them. Like, and, like, like, emails (laughs) as them. I can't. Like, like, hobbit cyber sex. That's such a good disguise though, because it's like it's not us, it's the character. Yeah. These characters, which also are not even gay in the canon of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't us at all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. And of course that was like one of those friendships that sort of like tragically ended in a way that was like inexplicable when she became close friends quote unquote with someone else um I think she has like a beautiful mm. wife now and is very happy and I'm very happy Aww. so we're all good but like it is that really yeah. funny thing where like you're looking back on it like 15 years later and you're just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about the uh like fanfic writing um did you talk about it like in person or like when you were in person was it kind of like we don't mention that like the sexual stuff (laughs) I feel like we definitely talked about it in person we definitely like it was like more online but like Mm -hmm. yeah because we would like watch the movies together and Mm -hmm. like I still don't think I've seen a complete Lord of the Rings movie having (laughs) but I've seen like the scenes with these two characters like 500 times (laughs) yeah I'm imagining like a fan edit with like love a love song in the back of YouTube like I'm sure that exists somewhere totally it was like pre-fan cam um so we just did it ourselves no we had like a live journal for one of them like it was like very thought out and intense and like I mean 
I don't know. I think that in a lot of ways, queerness and creativity are kind of like inextricable. And like, mm. that maybe sort of was like an early seed of that, like those ideas kind of coming together, or like writing or art, like being the space where we could sort of like explore these ideas that we didn't, we couldn't sort of like assign to ourselves. So we had to be mm. like, okay, what if I just like externalize this identity? And it's like, not me. And it's this thing that I'm making. And like, so I think it's like that. I like to think that my writing is better than now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a good writing exercise, though, for sure. And like, I can see how it can be like a good creative outlet, but also almost like therapeutic in a way and a way of like living out your fantasies. Were were those characters male? Yeah, yeah, both of them. Okay. Do you... Did you ever do that with like female characters or like was that kind of off limits because it felt like too close to home with your with that kind of writing or that kind of uh That's relationship a dynamic? <laughs> I think we probably did. We also just like it's funny. I actually like sort of writing a little bit about this in this book that I'm working on that I'll tell you about at the very end because it's not plug time yet. But um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I've been working on that and I was sort of unearthing just the very limited like relics of my online life from like 2003 or 2004. And it's like just tiny little scraps of this like very old hard drive uh, mm-hmm. from like an old computer. And I found some like AAM conversations and some erotic hobbit emails and like it's very 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 cringe but like um in the am conversations we are kind of like constantly trying to have sex with each other as like different people Mm. like we're like a married couple or we're like women who like can't be in love from like victorian england or like we like we were just it seems like we were never not trying to like fuck or like having like very big falling outs like we also like fought a lot as like fake couples you know like there was like jealousy and cheating and like you know it's kind of this like weird folk art of like you know we were like watching CW dramas and like (laughs) trying to like understand how relationships worked and interacted and then like obviously neither of us was like fucking (laughs) we were very nerdy (laughs) and very weird so like I think it was us like uh, sublimating that and feeding mm. it through our like internal processing systems and then like offering it to each other it was like super weird but like very interesting and like yeah incredibly profoundly gay so that's my origin it story. is really interesting <laughs> no, I Wait, okay so interesting this might be tmi and like you don't have to answer we can cut this if you don't want to end but like are you into like role-playing now because i feel like <laughs> that would be very formative for you <laughs> it's funny because i am like like, that, the most interesting thing about that is that, like, I'm not, like, I was never on fanfic forums. I never did that with anyone else. Like, it was just this one mm, girl. And wow. like, nothing, like, I've never, I have no interest in Comic-Con. I, like, I like dressing up for Halloween. <laughs> like, I think costume parties are really fun, but I have, like, no, like, I, I'm just not, like, a nerd in that way. Like, I am certainly <laughs> in other ways, like, but, like, yeah, I mean, honestly, it seems like cute and fun and I like love people that can be like a little freak and dress up but it's just like Mm -hmm. yeah like I it's not it doesn't get me off I guess which is like so fascinating yeah yeah but also that's like special because it kind of puts that um relationship in that era of your life in this little like time capsule where it was like no that was just a thing between me and that person and it's not necessarily like something I take with me but like it's a nice little 
memory that's like I was gonna say weird and it is weird but it, it like weird. I, I like I like weird so I'm well not, if like, you still write now, too it's like oh that was just my fanfic era like it's <laughs> yeah. fine yeah no I love that got one I'm sure like, yeah you know we uh, yeah um yeah and I'm probably in my like late 20s I was like oh I, it's funny because I think for a long time I also identified as like questioning like do you remember when that was the cue like yeah. <laughs> and I was just sort of like I don't know this feels like which also I think is very fair I mean I think I don't know I think in some ways pursuing an identity or like finding that it can be, feel like really special and really important and I also feel like in some ways it, I feel more comfortable kind of just not in the same way you know where I was sort of like I don't know like I'm attracted to attractive people like whatever and yeah. um but getting to own that a little more or wanting to like you know invest time in like my queer community or my queer friends or have like you know we have like bye girls night and like we get to just oh. you know go to the gay bar together and feeling like you know wanting to like participate in those spaces or like hang out I don't know yeah wanting to like feed that part of my identity probably came a little bit later yeah I, I saw you just got married congratulations yeah can you say how your partner identifies yeah identifies? I mean yeah. he identifies as like not straight but not okay. he's also sort of unidentified so okay. we're kind of just two like not straight people yeah I, I identify or... a little more strongly by than he does but like yeah. yeah two not straight people doing the straightest thing on the planet which is like really funny <laughs> like I just feel like we like got away with robbing a bank or something I'm like yeah. I'll just let you do that <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I love that dynamic though. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. beautiful when like all of the compet like internalized homophobia and sh- all that shit is like pushed to the wayside, and it's like two queer people just like being queer together, like yeah. but in their own ways. You know, I think it's beautiful. Um, I was gonna say I wanted to ask that because we've gotten a lot of questions about like compulsory heterosexuality and not feeling like queer enough and do you think either of you feels more like distance from the queer community like I I get that you have like the the bisexual (laughs) Uh, bisexuals they're out at night bisexuals (laughs) yeah Um, but like does your partner ever go to like the gay bars with you or do they have like queer friends yeah I don't want to speak for him on that Mm -hmm. um but I feel like personally it's I mean, definitely, he has queer friends. Can you imagine if I was like, no, he doesn't know any gay friends. Yeah. <laughs> no, just me. Like yeah. just me. Just me. And right, yeah. no others. <laughs> no, totally. And I do actually, I do think there's a line and like, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to be mindful of that also, honestly. And I don't know if this is like, it doesn't feel like internalized self, like biphobia or anything, but maybe mm-hmm. it is. I don't know. But it feels like I just like, I can, like, fully appreciate that, like, some spaces or some nights, like, aren't for me or, like, there Mm -hmm. are aspects of, like, and there are spaces that are for me and that's amazing and I don't know. I mean, honestly, a lot of that to me more so pertains to being, like, a white cis woman, Mm -hmm. like, where, like, I just, you know, there's a lot of intersectionality at play and there's a lot of, like, feeling really, really excited about, like, having a community and having a space to go and also kind of like not wanting to be like I don't know like you never want to be like the bachelorette party at the gay bar you know like you Mm -hmm. never want to like be I it's just like sort of and it is like interesting because yeah we are two people that like in our relationship 
present as straight um honestly in ways that give us like privilege if we're like traveling if we're like doing you know so it is like it does feel a little bit sticky sometimes to sort of be like well like should it be this easy for me to assimilate or go between both groups or I don't know it's I don't know it's something that I think about I don't know if I have like a real answer for it but I think it's something that I'm still figuring out and trying to just be I don't know just be like mindful of like other people and other people enjoying their space too because that's like the whole function of community is like right ostensibly everyone has a nice time <laughs> you know? yeah right. yeah and I I like the idea of them making sure that you feel part of the community and are having a nice time as well like that's like the whole point is to make yeah. it like a safe space for everyone because uh, I saw your um meme about like the heterosexual renaissance fairs and I was wondering how you felt kind of navigating these heterosexual prescriptives that are like so big in wedding culture and the wedding industry yeah how, how was that for you I also like don't have any straight friends so I think we all thought it was really fun yeah it was like hell yeah yeah like no one is I do think something really really interesting is that when I got engaged um older women specifically like more like gen x women and like would start talking to me about how much they hate their husbands like they would sort of make Mm -hmm. jokes or be like oh like enjoy you know like cleaning up after someone your whole life or like Mm -hmm. never getting fucked good or like I don't know why I'm still oh with him but here we are like you know, like really dark shit and you'd be like yo you yeah. can leave like you don't have to do this right like, yeah so you're kind of I, I mean honestly like getting married was this thing to like think about in terms of like you know we really love each other and it's like beautiful and I'm like so fucking stoked and like I also recognize that like in a quote-unquote like heterosexual partnership or whatever like statistically women end up with like seven more hours of housework a day mm-hmm. after they get married mm-hmm. and men end up with less and like married mm-hmm. women are like way less like happy than like unmarried women at some age like it just like yeah. becomes this thing of like it's one of those things where I was like my partner is so thoughtful and again not even a straight dude so like whatever but like you know like so thoughtful and like showing up and like we are sort of able to like approach our relationship with a level of like plasticity around our gender roles Mm -hmm. and our responsibilities and like who we want to be for each other that feels like very communicative and beautiful Mm -hmm. and special and like I have nothing but high hopes for us. Yeah. So having to like, and obviously like we're great. And I but like it's something that you have to think about. And I think maybe being like one step removed from like the heterosexual renaissance fair of it was a little bit useful because I feel like I could see some of those things. And I mean, I feel really lucky. Like my parents mm-hmm. have never pressured us to like be any certain way. They've certainly never pressured us to get married. So I didn't really grow up with that expectation at home but just like I don't know societally and stuff there's like Mm -hmm. a lot to unpack but yeah but generally I mean the bachelorette was fucking fun fun. (laughs) I still love bachelorettes and weddings even though I've always gone as a non-married person like I I just think it's a lot of just parties like what's not fun about parties so were were you both out as non-straight people when you met each other or did either of you have to like come out while you were in your relationship I think we both met as non-straight people I'm like trying to remember his dating profile in 
weather. Yeah. Said, How like, long have you been together? Um, like three years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And when, did you have like a formal like, hey, everybody, I'm bisexual now? Or was it just like uh, one day people just got the vibe? Yeah, I think people just got the vibe. I think it was just not, <laughs> yeah, I've certainly never like, I, I never came out. But, uh, you know, here, I, yeah. maybe this is it. <laughs> no, I think it's, um, well. everyone knows. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I think that's nice that we're evolving into where it doesn't have to be this like literal formal like announcement of them coming out of the closet. And it's just like people are way more, I don't know, if open or fluid or like what the right word is, but it's just mm. not this you're straight until you announce otherwise concept. It's like mm. nice that it's just more free form than that now. Totally. Just like not yeah. assuming someone's preferences or like someone's identity or like yeah it, it feels much more like I don't know there's a lot of room to kind of like figure it out it feels like or a lot of room to just yeah and like also it's like why are you so invested in who someone is fucking like unless you want to fuck them which fair like <laughs> right <laughs> unless it's not you then I yeah get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like the only time that you can really be concerned with, with who someone else is fucking yeah. is if you're trying to see if they want to fuck you <laughs> yeah <Right. laughs> uh, but I love it. It makes me, yeah, it makes me profoundly happy to have projected such a gay identity <laughs> that people just know. <laughs> yeah. They pick up. Did you do things? Did you do things at The Bachelorette that were like queer things that you just were like, I don't care that this is a heterosexual concept by nature. We're going to bring like drag queens and strap-ons or like was there something like queer that you brought to the bachelorette or what was the vibe um I feel like this isn't so overtly queer but it kind of is we just journaled a lot during my bachelorette (laughs) did you have like prompts or was it just like free journaling well so my like childhood best friend is a professional psychic and so we did like a spell and the spell involved a lot of journaling um that's so so cool there was witchcraft and the spell work is so queer like totally like (laughs) well I was gonna say like one of the like what is your queer obsession I was like I don't know if this counts but I'm in like a like queer moon like ritual group moon ceremony where like once a month on the new moon usually it's kind of when everyone's in town it's like Mm -hmm. we journal and like do like uh like the Chani app prompts we do like astrology Mm -hmm. prompts and journal and like drink natty wine and it's gay hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah you're living the dream yeah exactly (laughs) so I was just like I want that for my bachelorette party (laughs) yeah like we'll like go walk around town and go to like one bar but honestly I want to like come home and do a spell with my friends and like meet with them like yeah Yeah. (laughs) I love that do you journal a lot is that like a thing that you do as a writer Honestly, no, I only do it at this group and I love it. It makes me feel better every fucking time I do it. Maybe like once a month outside of that, I'll be like, oh, I'm like going through something. I'm going to force myself to journal. And then I'm like, oh, surprise Pikachu. It helped. It feels good. But like, (laughs) yeah, I I wish that I had like a morning pages practice or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but I'm not, uh, I'm not really like a routine kind of gal yet. I'm I'm figuring it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My routine, like is me waking up and playing Animal Crossing for way too long and not getting enough done. That's my routine. Okay, but it's Uh, consistency. We love that. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. I bet Um, you you're so productive on that island, Cheyenne. Yeah. I am so productive. I'm, like, very methodical, actually. But anyways, um, (laughs) going back, since we already know about one of your queer obsessions, is there anything else that 
kind of came in came into your mind as like a second contender for the answer to that question? Um, for some reason, uh, the thing that came to mind was having a million tabs open on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You should like, see what mine looks like right now. It's like the equivalent yeah, of like, like multiple count. beverages, but for the internet, like. <laughs> Oh I have six also. open right now. <laughs> oh, no, I have so many more than that. Um, I have 35 tabs on one browser window of Chrome. Oh, one uh, browser? Because I, I am... do two browsers, but not that. It's like it's like five on each. No, okay, I'm doing research. I have to say I'm researching, and that requires a lot of tabs. Okay. But um, yeah, no, I have 35 tabs open. <laughs> to be fair, you could do like some kind of like rune work or like tarot reading with your tabs and just like click a random one and like oh my the first like snippet you see is like the message you need to hear like I love that and then thing. I can close yeah. it and then I can just yeah. free myself and be like yes no. <laughs> yes digital witchcraft <laughs> yeah <laughs> speaking of digital life um I feel like memes and like creating content on um the internet just in general is kind of like journaling if you think about it like it's kind of doing the same depending on what you're creating it's kind of like externalizing your thoughts and putting it out there for everyone to judge and be mad at you for but like I think if you want to feel a little bit better about not journaling as much I think you're very prolific on the internet and that helps yeah your um, content is so creative and like inspires me so much oh my god that's so kind thank you I mean it's like we were saying I was a live journal girly and so it's like kind of embedded coming of age to journal on the internet which is like interesting Mm -hmm. to have like a public facing journal or like I mean quote-unquote public facing I have like what like 12 live journal friends but like thank you you for bringing the live journal representation because it's always like tumblr tumblr maybe exanga and I was a live journal girly too except some of us are 28 okay (laughs) (laughs) how old do you think I am yeah 32 31 I don't know somewhere around there <laughs> but like a live journal I wanted one so bad and I like would read all of the books that were like about people journaling and like that kind of vibe of book when I was like in middle school but like no one my age was using that at all totally. like I would have negative 12 friends so I I was on like buddy for you I don't even know if you guys know what that is but it was like you found stuff for your like AIM profiles and me and my best friend would like write stories on buddy for you and like sometimes they would trend on like the main page or whatever so that was like my little gay but they they weren't gay we were like twins in them but that's fine um (laughs) (laughs) that was like the kind of shit I was doing but like I hate that I missed the live journal era because it sounds the blog like blog era in general was fun yeah, yeah. wild the blog yeah. era was Unhinged. crazy yeah we would just put whatever on the internet like my this one girl from my high school that I was kind of friends with she would just like it was middle school really but she would every time anything would happen she would just go and like document like crazy everything that happened that night every inside joke everything and like yeah her blog essentially was like our school's like gossip column it was wild just like okay, the society around these blogs amazing I would watch like the Nickelodeon show about that <laughs> yeah. yeah that's like the girl yes. that runs like the hot blog I guess it's kind of like iCarly but um bitchier yeah <laughs> yeah it was pretty wholesome but it was like you wanted to get like called out on the blog like yeah totally. like, you wanted to be mentioned yeah, if yeah. You was like, oh did you see kelsey zinga she talked about me but like it was never like it wasn't like hostile like she wasn't like saying it, it was like 
so and so and so and so were there, and then you were like, "Yes, I was." It's like she said, "I was there." I don't know. It was so weird. Yeah. <laughs> like how great. interesting though to be craving just like documentation that you were there. Like that. Stop. Yeah. That's so deep. Yeah. No, literally that. <laughs> it's like let everyone know that I existed in this space and time, and that yeah. I mattered, even I for just like about my fucking zanga. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the internet in general if you think about it it's just like yeah proof that we were here kind of thing totally um, <laughs> yeah. just like checking in just being yes. like you have to notice you have to know if my yeah. existence once a day yeah or something. because like those people that just aren't online or just go MIA you just don't know like are they alive what happened to them yeah and honestly they're probably like doing great like yeah. I feel like I post way less I mean I'm also when I'm I'm happy yeah like when I'm happy like I'm doing a lot of offline stuff and Mm -hmm. like just putting my creative energy elsewhere and like also I love making videos they take so fucking long I love making them Mm -hmm. and also I'm like oh that's so long two days of work like I I don't have two days right now that I can Mm -hmm. do that um but like yeah like it is interesting sort of this like impetus that like you're expected to kind of like check in all the time or to like mm-hmm. post all the time or like I know you know you're also a creator you know a, an artist on the internet and it's uh-huh. like if you don't like post something you lose like hundreds of followers and I'm like where yeah are they, where are they I think it's just bots and deactivations or something and it's like and it kind of doesn't bother me for that reason because I'm also like if someone's gonna unfollow me for not posting enough that's crazy but like do you mm-hmm. uh and right. but there is like some tiny you know, these machines are like designed by slot machine developers to make you crave that validation. And so it does feel like kind of bad. And then you're like, oh, you're like tricking me into like posting more and like making more free work for you Mm -hmm. so that Mark Zuckerberg can masturbate to my ad preferences. And (laughs) I don't know. Sorry, no I love it but like no I find it like very (laughs) concerning my like escape from the internet we're working on it but (laughs) well I hope not completely because I do enjoy your presence but it is like this fucked up like I don't know if it's negative or positive I don't pay attention that science class but it's some kind of like feedback loop where it's like you're doing well in life you're living your life you're not posting online but then when you are like creating things and people are interacting with them it makes you feel bad about not creating things because you're like I need to be creating I need to be sharing I need like people to engage and for me it's not necessarily about like the engagement it's more about like putting something out there I don't really like look at comments anymore they just like stress me out but like when I don't do that I start to feel bad about myself but when I'm not actively not doing that it's because I'm like living life offline well I don't know it's like totally. this weird, like whole cycle no. like, yeah. yeah totally <laughs> and, it, and it's hard too because like there are so many fucking cool people on the internet like I also love the mm-hmm. internet and I love like the people that I've met there and I love talking to people and it feels like so good to like say your weird little thought out loud and someone else is mm-hmm. like I've thought that too or like oh this is like right. useful for me or like I connect with you on that that's like it's transcendent it's so cool And, like, I do think that there is, you know, a queerness to those spaces, too, because it is a lot of, like, intent, like, you have to, you find your people and you, like, build community around that. And there's, I don't know, like, I feel like I learned so much about my identity and myself and, like, honestly, politics, for better or worse, from, like, Tumblr and, like, you know, like, being, like, 
a Tumblr girly at some point and like learning about the world from that and then sort of being like, okay, and now I'm in a position where I'm like, oh, there's like meme girlies learning about the world. Like we're in this together now. So yeah. I, yeah, I mean, there's really good things and also the hamster wheel of it and the like serotonin <laughs> depletion yes. of it is, mm -hmm. uh, that part sucks. The commodification is like really, really tough for me, but I like the community mm -hmm. elements of it and I like the creative outlet elements of it. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people who kind of feel more isolated or are having trouble finding that community, especially online? And I mean, it sounds like you, I know you're in LA, right? So like, mm -hmm. it's it's a little bit easier to find queer people in a larger city like that. But like the fact that you even have like bi girly nights at the gay bar, like that's so cool. And I love that. But do, do you have any advice for finding that that kind of community online or off? I guess my immediate advice is like follow a meme page. Follow a meme <laughs> page with like 2,500 followers. <laughs> because um I have I can't DM anyone back now, but I I really used to like talking to people when I could. Um mm -hmm. so but like yeah, like kind of just like finding people that you like. I'm trying to think of how that happens. That's actually so magical where I'm like, how do you become mutuals with someone that you've only seen on the internet and like I don't know mm -hmm. how that happens like where do you find them I'm like do you go into the comment section and find someone <laughs> comment you really like like is that creepy probably how did I ever make friends it's just as a I, matter of like being like I like your content I'm mm -hmm. funny too we should probably send each other some memes or something I don't even know yeah, yeah I, I think, think it's, it's important easier. to shoot your shot totally shoot your shot I think it's easier yeah. if you are like producing something I mean we're all producing anything anytime that we post online but I feel like sort of having mm -hmm. like I mean that's so funny I'm saying the exact same thing that I said about my gay fanfic <laughs> where I was like having this thing that's like externalized made it a lot easier to like a talk project to people. yeah having a project mm -hmm. makes it way easier to talk to people and you can be like oh I like your thing or like here's my thing mm -hmm. instead of be like I like you <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> intense and scary on the internet uh but like yeah I don't know there's something in there also like I feel like a story reply is kind of like a really nice way to like open the door or, like test the waters and get to know someone like having a shared mm -hmm. interest and and sort of being like oh like I love that book or like you know oh I've been there I like the pasta <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay so yeah. another question we wanted to ask too if you could go back and tell your younger self any advice or just anything that you wish you knew what would that be uh, be nicer to girls I think <laughs> oh I, think I was like I, I everyone is messy when they're figuring themselves out but I think I was like a real fuck boy and I think mm. um I think that I could have been a little nicer in that process I mean everyone's messy and stuff but I think uh yeah just like be nicer to girls when you're trying to date them <laughs> or trying to not date them or figuring it out yeah yeah I mean actually like something that I really really liked when I first when I like first made a was it Hinge maybe? Whatever profile I first made that was like open to dating girls, like four girls. I feel like something that was like remarkable to me was how good the women that I matched with were at planning the date. Like I feel like when I would mm -hmm. match with dudes, it would sort of be like, do you want to hang out? Yeah. yeah. And then we would never talk again. And then right. it was a girl, it would be like, yeah, like, how about Tuesday? What time do you get off work? Where do you live? Oh, you know what? I'm over here. We could do something a little closer to you, or I think the halfway point is this neighborhood. Like, just the yep. logistics of, like, the care that it took to be, like, mm -hmm. 
oh, traffic is going to be bad. So let's like think about that. (laughs) It was just like, it blew my mind. And then like, (laughs) yeah, I don't think I was like a sociopath or anything, but I think I was like not super communicative when I was sort of like trying to figure this out or like if I dated someone and like didn't like like just didn't maybe feel the spark with them it would send Mm -hmm. me into like a little bit of a spiral in the early days being like so am I like not gay am I like Mm -hmm. not like am I doing this wrong did I just leave them on am I being performative were they like a test for me and that sucks for them like sort of like I would kind of make it this bigger imposter syndrome just, totally like it would turn into this big imposter syndrome moment and like which is not in any way their fault and then I would like feel really weird and bad so I just like wouldn't communicate anything to them <laughs> like oh, that, mm-hmm. that's shitty like don't do that like yeah, yeah like it's okay to not know where you're at but also you need to like communicate that and like own that a little bit too you know right that is a nice perspective to have though because like I'm sure on their end it was like why is this person not communicating with me am I not good enough like all the shit that we like tell tell ourselves when we're feeling insecure or whatever but it's like nice to think like no they might be going through something that just completely has nothing to do with you and they might be like trying to figure out their own identity or like (laughs) wondering what's wrong with them or like just all of the things that you just said and I think it's good to like have that perspective that you know it's not all about us all the time totally (laughs) yes I mean I generally believe that if you are someone who worries that things are your fault all the time probably like 50 percent of the time it's not but if you're someone that never worries that things are your fault 50% of the time more you should think about it (laughs) that's amazing yeah I'm definitely the worrying things are my fault so I'm gonna have to try and remember that because that's a good thing to remember I mean the problem with like advice like that is that it's so useful except like the first person to take it is always like the worst person you know like it's always like (laughs) don't call me out no I'm just just no no not you I mean like like it's like (laughs) the narcissist who's like yeah "Mm, I think I should be a little bit more selfish you're right yeah not you (laughs) (laughs) yes is there any advice that you would give any other queer people like any younger people that aren't necessarily yourself like other than like be be kind to women but uh just like an I would be kind to advice. all genders I want to yes. qualify that and sure. be like <laughs> yes um yeah. also well, be kind to our non-binary and gender non-conforming friends um yes. cis men maybe yeah, <laughs> if they deserve like, it depends who they yeah. are <laughs> conditional um but drink tea because it counts as hydration <laughs> that's great advice. water yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did want to ask too, and this might kind of lead us into like plugs at some point, but I know we talked about the fanfic at some point and then the live journaling and obviously like memes, but is there other points of your writing journey that have kind of like developed, whether that's in like a queer perspective or not, just as you got older and evolved from the the best friend fanfic writing? <laughs> Oh, God, I really hope it's developed since then. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I think there was like a period where I like wanted to talk about in my writing uh, just about like the experiences that I was going through. And like, obviously, like, you know, I write about myself a lot, like whether it's an essay or autofiction or like, you know, in some ways, mm-hmm. like all writing that we make is about ourselves, even if it's not about right. us, I think. And then... Something that I I just, like, notice is that it's kind of, like, a hot 
thing right now in like you know media to like talk about it you know like I mean so so I think there's people that maybe like I don't know I'm thinking of like male industry people in particular like like Mm -hmm. industry dudes that are sort of like oh like there's a lesbian storyline in that like hot off the presses you know or like even better a bisexual one because you can still put (laughs) the male gaze in it you know or something Um. and like that kind of like so kind of wanting to like resist that and like not be so explicit about it but also wanting to like you know not hide anything or like Mm -hmm. I don't know like just finding the way to feel to write something that feels like authentic and compelling and like interesting um I do really enjoy literature that's like very clearly gay that like that no one wants to say is gay or like or that is you know Emily Dickinson stuff or like yeah I just read this book um written on the body by Jeanette Winterson have you read that it is I have heard of it beautiful yeah. it is so beautiful it's like gorgeous and it's like erotica and on the back like the book is literally like the author chose to like never name the gender so like we don't Stop. know the gender of like the main Convenient. character and it's literally like talking about like getting her pussy eaten like it's gay like she has it's about this woman who has an affair with a married woman or like I mean it could be a, a gender non-conforming person that I was like it's true I don't know but like right. it's not like the idea that they're even like I wonder like if it could possibly not be a cis dude that's crazy and you're just like it's it's simply not like yeah <laughs> Like it's it's a queer it's a very and also like just all the writing is just like it's it's queer erotica and it's packaged oh, yeah. in this way where they're kind of just like oh we don't we don't know <laughs> um, I love that it's wild but I, I highly recommend that book that's really I was gonna ask if you had any recommendations so thank you for sharing that yeah because I, it will definitely be going on my list <laughs> I loved it um very romantic yeah oh, yeah. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug for yourself before we wrap up? I know you mentioned a, a book you're writing. Um, yes, I am writing a book. It Well, my manuscript is due next year. So my pub date is 2025. So I can't, I can plug it, but. Uh, plug it. <laughs> watch I can space. come back and listen to this and <laughs> remember. Thank and buy you. It. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll do a reunion episode in yeah. 2025. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have until then I have a newsletter um, in narada.substack.com and it's sporadic um, especially right now but it kind of talks about a lot of the stuff that we were talking about sort of like the tension of the good things about the internet and the very very bad things about the internet and kind of like navigating that space as someone who's sort of in a cog of the mm-hmm. content machine and I have an Instagram Aiden Arata it's my name A-I-D-E-N-A-R-A-T-A and I make weird like little videos and meme ephemera and it's nice <laughs> it's a good outlet <laughs> yeah it's great uh those are my things <laughs> <laughs> thank you hell yeah so you can uh so you can follow us anywhere online at sapphic survival guide except for the social media app formerly known as Twitter, which is just at Sapphic Survival. And if you want to send us any questions, you can DM us there. You can also email us sapphic survival guide at gmail.com. You can call in your question 724-209-8877. And if you like us, send us a little review, let others find us. And you can also find more content uh, by us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Suffolk survival guide and you can find me anywhere online at the Libra Gina, including my website thelibragina.com.
And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mess Bean on pretty much any social media platform. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> and with that, class is now dismissed. <laughs>